Star Wars 7x7 episode 1995 today. This is the Safe Zone spoiler-free episode with no spoiler reactions to The Rise of Skywalker. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So this is a safe zone episode. There will be no spoilers for The Rise of Skywalker in this episode. I do have a spoiler full bonus episode and that will be clearly marked too. So if you want to hear about first reactions that address things that would be spoilers if you haven't seen it, then check out that episode too. Um, if not, then hey, save it for after you get to see Rise of Skywalker for the first time, which hopefully will be this weekend sometime. But yeah, this one you can listen to safely. You're not going to hear anything that hasn't been out there in the media long before the release of the Rise of Skywalker in theaters. So you can listen or watch, as the case may be, safely. Now, funnily enough, the top critic score in Rotten Tomatoes has creeped up to 50%, so we, now it's halfway. And I haven't seen it, I've seen screenshots suggesting that this has already been posted, but when I go to the site, I'm not seeing it. But apparently it's getting an 88% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's kind of amazing and mind-blowing. There are no numbers yet, at least from when I'm recording this episode, on Box Office Mojo to find out how the Thursday previews went. Uh, cinema scoring things for you know, people being surveyed as they come out of the theater or post-track, like that stuff isn't available yet. It won't be for a few days at least. So yeah, all we have is basically <laughs> the anecdotal evidence of people on Twitter, and I've been seeing all sorts of reactions to it. I've seen spoiler stuff now out there, and I've also seen non-spoiler stuff in the sense that I've seen people tweeting things that are presented as spoilers and they are not in fact spoilers. They're in fact not accurate at all. They don't reflect anything in the movie whatsoever. So yeah, that's kind of strange to see. People just have a really bizarre sense of humor sometimes. But I personally, I'll say I fall within the 88% audience score. I enjoyed this movie. Did I enjoy it as much as The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi? Oh, I think I would probably put this one in the middle of those three. I think it would be Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker and The Force Awakens at this point. So yes, I liked it better than The Force Awakens. Did not like it better than The Last Jedi. At least this is where I stand right now based on just one viewing of this movie. So it certainly may change over the next day, two, week, two, four, month, two, four, you know, the more you see it, the more potentially your opinion changes, broadens, deepens, that sort of thing. And yes, this movie actually did make me appreciate The Last Jedi a bit more than I already did. And not because of anything that the movie did or did not try to do, just by <laughs> what it was. Like, I ended up appreciating The Last Jedi a bit more. But as other reviewers have said that is a lot packed into it so it is definitely very filled with plot elements and I personally could have seen it go on longer and been perfectly satisfied like they had enough in there where I was like 
oh, you could let that breathe a little more and I'd be totally fine. So I would have been good with a three-hour version of The Rise of Skywalker if it expounded on some of the things that it brought up in there. That would have been cool. I'm not saying that it was necessary for it to have done so in some of the cases. In some other cases, eh, maybe. But... Yeah, um, the fact that the movie left me wanting more, I think, is a good thing. Or maybe more accurately said, <laughs> the type of good thing where it's like, yeah, I wanted more because it was actually good, not I wanted more because it wasn't enough. And that meant that in a bad way. All right, I think you probably get <laughs> what I'm saying by that. And the opening crawl set the story up perfectly. Honestly, it really made it easy to get into the movie and I think this is one of the few times where well I think we didn't get it with The Last Jedi I can't remember if we got it with The Force Awakens but there used to be a tradition where they would give us the opening crawl before the movie ever opened and so yeah you kind of go into it blind and I really did kind of go into this blind I had stopped watching commercials and reading tweets for the last couple of weeks or so so I went in about as blind as I could with this and I definitely enjoyed the ride it is super packed it is visually dazzling it is action-packed the performances by Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver are intense and well done yeah, uh, it's a satisfying movie. And so what Dan Zarek Coffee with Kenobi had been saying about, you know, this is absurd what they're saying at Rotten Tomatoes. And you know what? Rotten Tomatoes isn't actually saying it in their defense. They're not the ones who are saying this. It's their you know collection of critics that they are monitoring and bringing all of that feedback in to try to put a grade on something, you know? So that's where ultimately the absurdity situation comes in. It's not, you know, one person or five or 10. It's more than 200 people who are opining on this. And it's a very black and white situation in a way. It's like, all right, is it good or is it not good? Instead of it being like in a range of, well, is it good or pretty good or really good or very, very, very good, right? Yeah, that is sort of missing from the Rotten Tomatoes conversation. But the fact that the audience score is as high as it is, well, that seems like a, a bit of a positive as far as I'm concerned. And what's more, I'm excited to see it again. I mean, genuinely excited to see it again. Um, yeah, it has been sort of a, a weird week where I wasn't necessarily as excited for this as I had been for previous installments. And that's really down to the fact that I know it's the last one, you know, it's the end of the Skywalker saga, right? So yeah, that knowledge has kind of been a little bit of a damper on my excitement over the past little while. And so, yeah, I'm so excited now that I actually got to see the thing finally because it's been a heck of a wait and because I'm going to get to see it again and because it is so jam-packed that there is a lot to unpack from it and you're not going to be able to do it in one viewing. In fact, Lonnie suggested that movie making of this type these days might actually be designed exactly for that purpose, to make you want to see the movie again, to send you to the internet to look up additional information about the things that you're seeing in a film, uh, to create memes <laughs> and wondering whether you know there's someone anywhere in the brain trust who's looking at this stuff and saying, all right, where are the memeable moments in here, right? Which wouldn't really surprise me just in general, not a Lucasfilm specific thing, just the notion of people looking for memeable moments in a movie 
and even potentially trying to construct those opportunities in a movie, yeah, ugh, that seems like a, a brand new world kind of situation there. And the last non-spoiler thing I'll talk about is Leia, and I'll do that right after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So the whole thing about Leia in this was that they had unused footage from previous movies and were able to write around it. So I will say that I thought they did a decent job of that. And her appearance in the movie is really clean. I did see someone posting a comparison shot of a deleted scene from The Force Awakens with a similarly framed scene from The Rise of Skywalker, and you could see how they changed Leia's costume digitally, and they obviously changed the environment in which she was for it, but didn't necessarily have to change her, and it's done really well and effectively. There's not as much as you want because it's Leia, <laughs> you know, like you would certainly want to have a lot more of her in the movie regardless just because Carrie Fisher is just such an awesome presence but what they do with her is very nicely done and I'm going to stop right there because if I keep talking about Leia then I'm probably going to tell you something about Leia that you're not ready to hear just yet so <laughs> kind of stop right there and in fact I think we'll probably stop right here with the movie in general so um I'm not entirely sure when I'm going to merge the timelines, if you will, and stop with the safe zone stuff. So at some point, and I will announce it and make it clear, when the podcasts are just going to be full spoiler discussions of anything, but for now, yeah, we'll definitely keep it spoiler free. At least we'll give you an option so you can listen to something about The Rise of Skywalker spoiler free. But um, yeah, it's definitely worth the price of admission. And I hope I get to see it in IMAX. I haven't seen it in IMAX yet, but I definitely would like to do that too. So there you go. Uh, one person's opinion. And I hope that if you've had a chance to see it, that you were able to enjoy it. And that if you haven't seen it yet, then I hope that your first viewing experience is going to be spectacular. So that is going to do it for this bonus episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarks and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.